The Chicago Blackhawks are back in action tonight for yet another bottom feeder matchup with the Arizona Coyotes. I'll get into a full preview of the matchup, Canada winning the gold medal at the World Juniors, and Seth Jones being named an NHL All-Star. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Today is Friday, January 6th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey. For all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And real quick, if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please make sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well, which I always greatly appreciate. And the best part about it all is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast. And by the way, for those of you who may not be aware yet, I will be giving out two free Blackhawks tickets to a game in the second half of the regular season. And in order to qualify, you have to do two things. First, you have to leave me a review on either Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Throw in a five-star review if you're feeling generous and like what you're hearing on a day-to-day basis. And also, in that review, make sure to drop your YouTube channel name because I'm also going to be making sure that you are subscribed to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. You need to do that in order to qualify to win the two tickets. So go and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Make sure to leave that YouTube channel name because if you don't and you're not subscribed to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube and I choose you to win, you're going to have to pick another winner. So make sure to go do both of that. Also, if you're not watching the video version of today's episode already, go head over to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. Check out the channel. Make sure to go and subscribe. It only takes two seconds. It's 100% for free. Also, make sure to smash the like button down below on today's video. Keep showing some support, folks. I really appreciate it. And last, go and ring the bell. Turn on those push notifications, and that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, enough of that. Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all again for making the show your very first listen each and every day. And we got a ton to discuss on today's episode, folks. I'm actually really excited to get into this one. And I'm sure you all kind of know already what we're going to touch base on here today based on the intro from today's show. But uh, yeah, Canada, of course, won 3-2 to two over Chechia last night to win the gold medal for Blackhawks prospects members of that squad and are taking home a gold medal from the World Juniors, which is awesome to hear. Defenseman Seth Jones was also named to the 2023 NHL All-Star Game pretty controversially to most Blackhawks fans. Uh, We also got some injury news and injury updates out of both Blackhawks practice yesterday and at the morning skate, which just wrapped up here a few moments ago before I recorded this episode. And we also recently heard about some uh, Good news on defenseman Alex Vlasic's recovery from a fractured fibula. We're going to talk about all of that on today's episode, folks. But what we're going to start out the show with today is a quick preview. Not too long. I'm I'm going to go through it pretty quickly here because I don't know how many people actually care about the game that's going on tonight. 
between the Chicago Blackhawks and the Arizona Coyotes at the United Center. Nice little 7.30 p.m. Friday night puck drop, by the way, which I think we sadly don't get enough of throughout the course of the season because the Bulls usually have Friday nights at the United Center while the Blackhawks have Saturday and Sundays. Kind of think we get the short end of the stick on that one, but nice little Friday night hockey action going on for the Blackhawks. Uh, And by the way, this game is going to be televised on NBC Sports Chicago Plus, not the regular NBC Sports Chicago channel for all those curious. But yeah, this is going to be the first meeting between these two teams this season. And then we're going to have three more throughout the course of, excuse me, the next two months, basically. So let's go ahead and get a little familiar with these Arizona Coyotes because we're going to see a lot more of them coming up here soon. And also, they're expected to be right there in the running for the Connor Bedard watch as the worst team in the entire NHL. But so far this season, uh, well, they are still 28th in the NHL and they're 13, 19, and 5 through 37 games. It's nothing to, you know, freak out about or anything, but they are still 11 points right now ahead of our 8, 25, and 4 Chicago Blackhawks. And when talking with Robin Leano of Lockdown Coyotes yesterday in our crossover, I kind of asked what has been going well for this Coyotes team because uh, prior to their loss last night to the Philadelphia Flyers, they had picked up at least a point in half of their games so far this season. And Robin kind of talked about how good Clayton Keller has been once again this year as he's basically a point-per-game guy right now. Uh, Lawson Krause is also someone who's having kind of a big-time breakout year. Nick Schmaltz has been another guy who's been, you know, producing at nearly a point per game clip when he's been healthy this season. Feels like that's always the biggest problem with Nick Schmaltz. When he plays, he looks really good for the Yotes, but his ability to, or his inability to stay healthy throughout the course of the season has, I think, been the biggest thing that's plagued him since the Blackhawks shipped him to Arizona. But he's been good when he's been healthy. Same with Jacob Chikorin, who's the talk of a lot of trade rumors right now. And as Robin put it, it's basically not in uh it's not an if thing anymore. It's just a one thing for Jacob Chikorin getting dealt, but he's been really good. Uh, Shane Gostaspear, funny enough is having a really big year with Arizona and apparently loves it down there. So uh, he could be someone that maybe sticks around for a couple of years. And then I think the biggest one for them is Carl Vamelka. He's been really solid in that and. Uh, I think that was a really good idea by the Coyotes to give him that early extension because this guy just keeps, I think, impressing more and more and more. And uh, he has the ability to steal games in that. And when Arizona does get a better lineup in front of him, I I think they're going to feel really confident about him being their guy in between the pipes. Although I don't think we're going to see Vemelka, fortunately, tonight for us Blackhawks fans, as he was in that last night. Uh, against the Flyers. This is the back end of a back-to-back for the Arizona Coyotes. So if I had to guess, I think we're going to see Connor Ingram in net tonight at the UC, which he has not been good at all this year. Two and seven, I believe, with a goals against average above four, uh, save percentage in the 800s. Basically, Peter (laughs) Morassic, even though I, I, you know, do think Peter has had some good starts here recently, not to throw some shade on him. Just when you go and look at the numbers, they're like, oh, Peter, what have you been doing this year? Uh, that's what happens kind of when you play netminder a lot for the Chicago Blackhawks. But yeah, some things have been working well for the Coyotes this year. As I referenced, 
uh, until last night. They had picked up a point in half their games this season. Uh, the one thing that's really been an issue for them, and Robin mentioned this on the crossover as well, is playing away from home ice. They're 7-3-2 and two at Mullet Arena this season, but just 6-16-3 six, on the road. And in total, they've lost three in a row coming into this game. And I know this is another matchup where people want the Blackhawks to lose. And hey, I totally understand that, especially after watching what Connor Bedard did at the World Juniors. I mean, his stonks are going like this. They're skyrocketing at the moment. Um, and, and I get that. I don't want the Blackhawks to win either. But at the very least, I do, uh, speaking objectively here, folks, I feel like this is a good opportunity for the Blackhawks to snap their five-game losing streak. And again, at the very least, I don't necessarily want them to win, but I would like to see them play well on home ice against a team like the Arizona Coyotes. Considering, you know, the recent struggles the Blackhawks had in their last game against the Columbus Blue Jackets, one of the most injury-depleted teams in rosters you'll ever see, and they handled the Blackhawks on New Year's Eve, and then same with the San Jose Sharks on New Year's Day. Pretty poor performance by the Blackhawks in the final 40 minutes of that one. So it just would be nice to see this team at least put together a strong 60-minute performance against another bottom feeder in the Arizona Coyotes. I don't think they have to win, but Luke Richardson, his team has to show some signs of life and some signs of progression. It doesn't come here tonight against the Arizona Coyotes. Um, it, it's, it is going to be frustrating, although a loss would suit the Blackhawks well for the long term in the Connor Bedard standings. All right, there are some quick thoughts ahead of the matchup later tonight with the Arizona Coyotes. Coming up in just a moment, I'll talk about what we could see out of the Blackhawks lineup and also four Hawks prospects taking home the gold medal at the World Juniors. But first, real quick, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. Bet Online is the number one source for all pro and college sports betting needs this season can find all of the latest developments, game matchups, news, and even podcasts on whatever game you want to place a wager on. And Bet Online is also your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and game scores. And I personally love it because, well, first off, it's both the fastest and the easiest way to place a wager down, and they literally have everything from the NHL, the NBA, college basketball, the final few games of the NCAA football bowl season. UFC is back next Saturday night. They got all the lines for that and also other mixed martial arts. They got boxing lines and they even have golf. They really do have everything. And in my opinion, it's the best way to bet against the Blackhawks in the first period, which is a way I've been winning a lot of money this season. So make sure to head on over to Bet Online's website today or you can also use the mobile device to learn more right now about all of the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Just wanted to say real quick, thank you to everyone out there for making the show your very first listen each and every day. And now for your second listen, a very relevant hockey podcast is coming out. Blackhawks fans, make sure to go and check out the Lockdown NHL Prospects podcast, which is your daily podcast covering the next generation of superstars leading up to the 2023 NHL draft. And of course, the Blackhawks are hoping to have one of the top selections in that draft. So to hear more, you know, you can check out draft rankings and 
prospect comparisons for every single team, make sure to check out Lockdown NHL Prospects, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, segment two. Let's talk about what we could see in terms of the Blackhawks lineup tonight. Uh, They just wrapped up their morning skate. We didn't get to see any forward lines or defensive pairings or anything of that sort. But the one thing we do know is that Alex Stalock is going to be back in that tonight. And it sure looks like he's kind of past Peter Morazic as the new starter for this Blackhawks team. And while I do think Morazic has had some good starts recently, if you kind of look at their entire bodies of work, Again, I do recognize that Stalock, or excuse me, Morazic has a few more games of action than Stalock does. I don't think there's any question about who's consistently been better night in and night out. Again, I recognize Peter Morazic has had some spectacular games. Last time the Blackhawks played Carolina a week or two ago, he was tremendous. And the only reason that final score was three to one. I get that. But Stalock has just been solid night in and night out. He's also kind of a breath of fresh air for this Blackhawks team. There aren't a lot of things that are fun about this Blackhawks team. Alex Stalock is one of them. He's entertaining. He kind of has his own style. It's never dull back there, and he's getting the job done. So I do understand playing Alex Stalock right now over Peter Morazic. Personally, I was a little surprised that they didn't give Morazic this start tonight against the Coyotes and then go with Stalock on Sunday against the Calgary Flames. Um, but it looks like Coach Luke Richardson is going to go with the opposite. He'd know better than I would. So Alex Stalock appears to be the man between the pipes for the Blackhawks tonight. But as for the rest of their lineup, um, first, let me just start with Patrick Kane. I know folks out there are dying to hear some sort of updates after not finishing the last game against the Tampa Bay Lightning due to some sort of lower body injury. Uh, we haven't heard, checking my laptop, or my laptop, my phone real quick to see if we got any new updates from some of the beat writers. But now we, d- we don't have anything official on Patrick Kane. But the good news was, well, first at practice yesterday, he, he wasn't there. He was absent. But the Blackhawks ruled it due to a maintenance day. Not a lower body injury was costing him from practicing. And while that's not much of a difference and not, you know, too different of a distinction, I, I do think it was a good sign. Patrick Kane that um, he, he was still working out. It was just kind of a wait stay for him and it was just maintenance related all in all. And that kind of transitioned to what we saw this morning. Patrick Kane did participate in the Blackhawks morning skate. Wow. Well, there it goes, Blackhawks fans. This is why I checked my phone on the fly. Patrick Kane says he won't play tonight, but his injury is not anything major. Let me give some credit to Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun-Times for putting that out there real quick. So there it is, Blackhawks fans. No Patrick Kane tonight. Uh, I was actually going to talk about how I personally just wouldn't play him unless we knew he was 100% healthy. If he was fully good to go, that would be a different story. But anything less, I just don't really see the reason behind playing him. I mean, it's not like this is a must-win game here tonight against the Coyotes or anything, no. Uh, And the Blackhawks, if anything, are trying to lose. I know Patrick Kane would never mail it in like that himself, but uh, I think it is the wise decision for him not to play tonight, especially like if it's something that's been nagging him here recently, just take the proper time to get healthy. You don't want anything to go south with obviously the, the trade deadline coming up and he being the biggest name around the entire NHL for that. The Blackhawks would hate to have him suffer an injury or have something bothering him that, you know, could affect 
a trade in the return potentially. I don't know. All in all, though, I do think this is the wise decision for Patrick Kane and for the Blackhawks that he won't play tonight. But again, he did mention it's nothing serious and he could return on Sunday against the Calgary Flames. Uh, also, missing at practice yesterday was forward Andreas Athanasiu, as it seems like he was the latest to get the worst of some of that bad shrimp, as assistant coach Derek King loves to say. Uh, Athanasiu was absent due to a non-COVID-related illness at practice yesterday, but he was on the ice here for the morning skate. Pretty good sign that he's going to play tonight. And also Tyler Johnson, who unfortunately didn't get to play against his former team, the Tampa Bay Lightning, due to the bad shrimp. Uh, he was also a full participant at practice yesterday and at the morning skate. So it looks like uh, Andreas Athanasiu and Tyler Johnson are both going to be in the Blackhawks lineup tonight, while Patrick Kane will not. Uh, and by the way, I did want to mention Mackenzie Entwistle who was placed on injured reserve a couple of days ago due to a wrist injury. He was participating in practice yesterday, and I'm just going to guess we're going to see him back in the lineup either on Sunday or on Thursday when the Blackhawks take on the Colorado Avalanche, which is obviously great to hear. The only reason I believe the Blackhawks put him on IR <clears throat> is because they wanted to make some room for Lucas Reichel and for Brett Sini. Jujar Carroll was also placed on injured reserve due to a back injury. We did not see him at the morning skate or at practice. So looks like he's not ready to return just quite yet. Uh, another guy, though, who I did want to mention, we could see in the lineup here sometime soon for the Blackhawks, but it is going to, uh, he is going to return first for the Rockford Icehogs, is defenseman Alex Vlasic. And just a couple of weeks ago, Blackhawks fans, Vlasic suffered a fractured fibula while playing with the ice hogs and you know it with that injury diagnosis it felt like he was going to miss a, a pretty significant chunk of time but Vlasic apparently has superman's body and has some healing powers or, or something because uh i guess he's ready to make his return to the ice hogs lineup this weekend in iowa just three weeks after suffering a fractured fibula i just hope that they're not rushing him back too early or anything but uh, a very welcomed, unexpected surprise with Vlasic recovering so fast from that injury. I definitely think we're going to see more of him up in the NHL here in the second half of the season. So obviously a lot to cover there. With all that being said, though, it sounds like regardless of the injury situations, and even if Patrick Kane was going to play tonight, that both Lucas Reichel and Brett Sini who were recalled from Rockford a couple of days ago, were both going to be in the lineup tonight for the Blackhawks. And both guys have been absolutely tearing it up for the Rockford Ice Hogs this year. Sini's second in the AHL in points, 38 and 32 games. Uh, to be fair, though, he is a little bit older than Lucas Reichel. He's already 26 and will be 27 in February. Uh, but I still think this is a really big opportunity for Sini to kind of showcase his stuff at the NHL level, which he really hasn't been able to do and hasn't gotten a lot of opportunity or time at here in recent years. So I think it's going to be really big for him to kind of make the most of this situation and not, not only just show the Blackhawks a different side of him, but show other NHL clubs and kind of have them uh, look at him with a different light if he's able to perform well. And I'm sure, you know, he, he's uh, being someone who's been kind of a career AHL or he's probably wondered, this opportunity was over ever going to come for him again. Well, here it is a big opportunity here in Chicago 
and hopefully Brett Sini is able to make the most of it. Uh, and then for Reichel, it was kind of funny listening to him chat with the media recently. Uh, he said he was a little bit disappointed that he was sent down early on in the season, but he also knew that if he played well for the Ice Hogs, he wouldn't really give the Blackhawks front office any choice but to call him up. And now, you know, he, he's looking to make the situation even more difficult for them by uh, trying to stick around in the show for as long as possible. So let's see how long and how successful this stint is going to be for Lucas Reichel. Again, we're still waiting for him to score that first NHL goal. Hopefully it comes uh, in this stint. And by the way, I mentioned earlier we didn't get to see any four lines or defensive pairings or anything at the morning skate. I fully expect, now that Patrick Kane is out, Lucas Reichel could be playing uh, right wing or left wing on the Blackhawks' top line. I probably expect that to be where he starts tonight's game. Uh, as for Brett Sini, though, I am really interested to see where Richardson is going to put him in the lineup. I was guessing maybe on the third line with, like, Jason Dickinson and Sam Lafferty, or maybe Philip Kurashev and Jason Dickinson. Uh, I don't know. There's still a lot up in the air for the Blackhawks lineup tonight, but I am really curious to see the forward lines and also the defensive pairings uh, when the both teams hit the ice for warmups. All right, there are some thoughts on the Blackhawks' projected lineup for tonight's game. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into some thoughts on the World Juniors and Seth Jones being named to the NHL All-Star Game. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. And if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, then you are seriously depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Cookie dough chunks are also only 160, 160 calories, believe it or not, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in each bar. So run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It'll be a perfect treat, or you could also find a really good hiding spot and just kind of hoard them for yourselves like I do, because you're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puffs. Whether you need a snack for a workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar. All you have to do to take advantage of the offer they're giving away right now is go to Built.com and use our promo code LOCKDOWN15, that's LOCKDOWN in all caps, followed by the number 15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. You just got to use the promo code LOCKDOWN15 when you go to Built.com right now. All right, before we finish up the show today, folks, how about Connor Bedard and Team Canada bringing home the gold medal last night at the 2023 World Junior Championship? We got another update. Nope, just more on the Patrick Kane scenario. Um, but by the way, before I even talk about Team Canada, what a truly unbelievable tournament from start to finish. Definitely in the conversation for not only the best, but I think the most competitive world juniors, at least that I've seen since I've kind of been paying attention to this tournament in the past couple of years. Obviously, there are some good ones I missed in the early 2000s. The vintage Jonathan Taves shootout moment is one of the top ones for Canadians, but uh, I've heard a lot of other people say that this was the best world juniors ever, and what a finish. I mean, Canada goes ahead 2-0, kind of looks like they're going to cruise to the gold medal. And you got to give a lot of credit to Chechia for 
fighting back and for tying the game up late and, and forcing this game into overtime. For Chechia, that is a squad. Their blue line, holy cow. David Yerchek is, you know, when he kind of, uh, I, I believe he went fourth overall in the 2022 NHL draft, a little bit earlier than most people projected him to go. I completely understand it. That kid is an absolute stud. And there are a lot of good Czech prospects, folks, that are going to be in the NHL sooner rather than later. A huge tip of the cap to them for putting up an incredible battle and for also shutting down Connor Bedard in the gold medal game, which, you know, no other team could do throughout the tournament. Uh, Chechia handled him really well and gave Canada an incredible fight. I, I know they came up short, but they shouldn't have, you know, they, they shouldn't be holding their heads down or anything. They played a tremendous tournament. Um, and I, I give them a lot of credit, and they're not going anywhere. This is a country that looks like is going to be a powerhouse and is going to be creating a lot of NHL talent here in the next couple of years. So a huge tip of the cap to Chechia, but also a little bit bigger of a tip uh, of the cap to um, Team Canada and Nolan Allen, Ethan Del Mastro, Kevin Korchinski, and even though he couldn't finish the tournament due to injury, Colton Dock as well. Uh, and by the way, Colton Dock is expected to uh, travel to Chicago sometime soon to kind of undergo some further evaluations on that shoulder injury and have the Blackhawks kind of dictate what the next best path is for him. So uh, I'm sure we'll hear more on Colton Dock and his injury and kind of the direction he's heading in for his recovery process here sometime soon. Uh, but all in all, yeah, a really incredible tournament for Team Canada. and. For a couple of these Blackhawks prospects, um, Kevin Korchinski, I thought when he played, the offensive side of his game really showed, uh, and he scored his first World Juniors goal, which was awesome to see. Uh, but yeah, being one of the youngest players on the roster, uh, didn't really get much action in the crucial part uh, of the final two or three games for Canada. But I still think a, a really great experience for him nonetheless. You know he's going to be a big part of Team Canada's roster next year at the World Juniors being one of the veteran leaders. Uh, Nolan Allen, I thought, was just kind of all right. Defensively, you know, he plays a simple style, which is kind of his bread and butter, the reason the Blackhawks drafted him. He's physical, he's big, and he's an anchor on defense. I thought he was good, not great. I just feel like whenever I watch Nolan Allen, he always leaves me with more to be desired. And maybe that's because the Blackhawks took him in the first round, and maybe I should kind of get that out of my mind and look at him just more so objectively, but there, there's just nothing that really stands out to me about his game. And like, I guess maybe he could be a second, probably more so a third pairing NHL defenseman with the simplicity to his game. And I guess there is the potential to rise through the ranks. If you do become a stud at that aspect, I mean, there are plenty of guys who don't offer much offensively in the NHL and are some of the best true stay-at-home defenseman in the league, but I, I obviously feel like Nolan Allen still has a long ways to go before he becomes that. Uh, but all in all, I thought he had a, a decent tournament, but the best tournament out of any Blackhawks prospect was undoubtedly uh, Ethan Del Mastro. He was an absolute anchor for Team Canada all tournament long, especially in those final two games. Um, in the semifinals against the United States, I believe he played 27 or 28 minutes. And in that gold medal game against Chechia, he played 24 minutes uh, and was really strong defensively, didn't give up any goals seemingly when he was on the ice. Like things 
usually went well for Canada when Ethan Del Mastro was on the ice. Uh, my only critique is that he took a few too many penalties, but again, kind of having that type of role and playing those type of minutes for Team Canada, those things are going to happen, being a defensive-minded guy. But yeah, I'm really excited about Ethan Del Mastro. It's been awesome to see him kind of rise through the ranks these past few years. And just last year, he was used as, to be fair, he was a year younger, uh, kind of used as the seventh defenseman and didn't get a ton of action for Team Canada when they won the gold medal. And to see him transition to become a top-pairing guy with Zellweger, wearing the A for Team Canada, being a minute eater in just, you know, four or five months' time, it's been really cool to see that progression out of Ethan Del Mastro. So I'm really stoked for him. I know the Blackhawks are high on him as well. It sure looks like they, the Hawks really got a good one in the fourth round of the 2021 NHL draft. And also, you know, as a Blackhawks fan who is really invested in the 2023 NHL draft, first off, Connor Bedard is the real freaking deal. I think he left no doubt in anyone's mind after watching the performance that he had throughout this tournament. Uh, and I, I really don't even know if I could say all the things that I would do for the Blackhawks to land Connor Bedard on camera. I mean, oh my. And credit to the Blackhawks fan who was at the World Juniors in Halifax. Apparently there was a fan who was wearing a Blackhawks sweater and had Bedard taped over the back. So um, keep on hoping, Blackhawks fans. Hopefully good things are coming in the form of Connor Bedard later on this summer. Uh, but also Adam Fantilli, I thought, looked good throughout the tournament. It was really cool to see more of Leo Carlson for Team Sweden. I thought both those guys were awesome too, and it was excuse me, I'm getting the hiccups at this point in the episode. Really fun to see them play. And, you know, it only has me more excited about the Blackhawks potentially nabbing one of these guys here in just a couple months time. So one final congrats to the Blackhawks prospects and also all of Team Canada for taking home uh, their second gold medal here in, in just, you know, four or five months. Also, one thing I do want to mention real quick, not going to spend too much time on it, though, Blackhawks fans, because it's really not a big deal. Seth Jones yesterday was named the Blackhawks representative for the 2023 NHL All-Star Game by the league's Hockey Operations Department as one player gets selected from every team. That part's all you really need to know. One player gets selected from every team. Does anyone actually think there's a member of the Chicago Blackhawks who's playing at an All-Star caliber level? Absolutely not. And listen, the argument is it should have been given to Patrick Kane. I don't know where this Blackhawks team would be without Patrick Kane. They might have three wins on the season legitimately. Uh, and even though he's kind of, you know, having a down year in terms of how he's gone about business statistically through his career, yeah, I get it. But look, again, no one, no one is playing like an all-star on this Blackhawks roster. I mean, the only other guy I, I could really think about giving it to was maybe Max Domi or Jake McCabe, I guess. But Jake McCabe isn't a household name, and for a defensive-minded defenseman, it's always tough to make the all-star game. Seth Jones being one of the big names for the Blackhawks, they just kind of threw him in there. Uh, I don't think there is going to be another member of the Blackhawks to get voted for the all-star game, so I'm expecting Seth Jones to be the lone representative for Chicago. But again, someone had to do it. No one truly is capable. Seth Jones being a big name in the NHL. Well, it should have been Patrick Kane. Yes, I agree. Doesn't really matter who they gave it to. No one's deserving. Uh, but the fifth all-star appearance in the career for Seth Jones. Congratulations to him, I guess. I thought he's played worse than he did last year. Just kind of okay. To be fair, though, 
I think he's been better since they put an actual defenseman alongside him and Jake McCabe instead of, oh, you know, playing Jack Johnson 23 minutes a game at 35 years old. Yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Someone had to do it. The Blackhawks uh, or the hockey operations department named it Seth Jones. Leave it at that, Blackhawks fans. Don't think about this one too much. Don't get frustrated about it. I get it doesn't make sense, but the Blackhawks having an all-star doesn't make sense either. Because in my opinion, no one's played like an all-star on this squad. That's why they're 8-25-4 and through 37 games this season. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Friday, January 6th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Make sure if you're not already to go and follow the show for free wherever you get your podcasts and go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Thanks again for making Lockdown Blackhawks your first listen here to start off your day. Now for your second listen, make sure to go and check out Lockdown Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scenes and behind the scoreboard with experts that only Lockdown can provide. Lockdown Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, it's going to do it here for the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.